Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Sherry Webb. She is Swine Welfare Director for the American Association of Swine Veterinarians. Welcome to Pig Health Today. Thank you for having me. Where do you see the pork industry heading in terms of animal welfare right now? Uh, what are some of the hot buttons facing U.S. producers? Well, animal welfare has long been a, a um, hot topic for producers. It's, it's one of our ethical principles for, uh, within the We Care Initiative. And um, focusing on everything from when the pig is born to when the pig is transported from the farm, and really working to, uh, towards that uh, initiative of continuous improvement. And um, the Pig Welfare Symposium, the first that we had uh, was this last November, um, and that was just another extension of that commitment to continuous improvement. It was an opportunity for a variety of, of people, whether they were producers, veterinarians, academics, um, from all around the world to come together and learn about what is new and relevant in, in from a scientific perspective on animal welfare, get a good understanding of, of our consumers and what their expectations are for animal welfare, uh, as well as uh, first-hand experiences from producers and how they're implementing um, new and novel and unique animal welfare, animal care practices on their farm to promote pig welfare. Well, when we look specifically at the U.S. market, what are some of the uh, hot buttons that the industry is hearing from, let's say, the food service side of the business, and, and what are producers concerned? Well, we look at what what is best for the pig, right? And so we, we focus on what our current practices are and how we can continue to improve. And so we've spent a lot of time uh, over the years looking at housing for gestating sows. And um, there are pros and cons to every type of housing system. And so uh, providing producers and veterinarians information on um, how to optimize whichever system works best for, for them, for their pigs, for their marketplace, uh, beyond that, we've, we also focus on um, transportation, how we transport those animals, but also getting into issues like pain management around piglet processing procedures um, and even um, uh, damaging behaviors and aggression that we might see in, in pig populations. And that is more of a black and white issue. I mean, when you start looking at things like castration or tail docking, uh, there are other markets that don't do that as extensively as we do here in the U.S. What kind of changes, if any, should the industry be looking at with these practices? Let's start with castration. There's a lot of global emphasis looking at castration and options uh, surrounding that practice. Um, we know that, that castration is a painful procedure uh, for piglets and um, looking at ways to either replace the procedure, uh, refine the procedure, or um, reduce the pain associated with the procedure. And so within the three, those three categories, there are a couple of options um, that, that are either available today um, or uh, may have technology coming down the pipeline in the future. Um, but like with any option, there are pros and cons to each, and uh, producers and their have to work with their veterinarians to decide which is best for, for them and their pigs and their operation. Practically speaking, should we be looking at using anesthetics or analgesics in conjunction with castration? Yeah, so when we, when we talk about anesthetics, there's, there's two categories. There's a general anesthetic and there's, there's a local anesthetic. And general anesthetics um, have not really been shown to be terribly effective in the literature. 
Um, they're also really difficult to implement in an on-farm setting, um, just because of how, how they're delivered to the pig and, and the aversiveness that occurs with the pig. Um, from an analgesic standpoint, there are some, some analgesic products that have been tested. Um, however, in the United States, we don't have any that are specifically labeled for pain alleviation in pigs. And so um, that means that there needs to be some additional work to identify if those products are indeed effective um, and if they're cost effective and how, um, how producers can work with their veterinarians to implement those into their day-to-day -day protocols. In Europe, where they're dealing with a different set of rules, uh, they are either going to have to use a, a anesthetic or analgesic with castration or simply not do it at all. What are our options going to be here in the United States? Well, there are a couple. Um, so currently, we have immunocastration, which is available, uh, readily available in the marketplace um, and is an option for producers if they work with their veterinarian to access that product. Um, it's been shown to be effective, it's FDA approved, um, but that doesn't necessarily work within all marketplaces. Another option would be slaughtering pigs at a lower, lower finishing weight as they do in the United Kingdom and Australia. The advantage of that is that they tend to, to, um, to harvest those pigs before uh, boar taint becomes an issue, um, but they still may have some, some, they may not get every pig, so there may still be some inequality issues. Um, in addition, um, you, are, you are reducing the amount of meat product that you get per pig, and so that does have an impact on your overall sustainability footprint and um, in efficiencies and what that means for the industry as a whole. So that's an option, but it's not a great option for us in, in the United States given how our industry is structured. Let's talk about tail docking. Um, is it pretty much the same? In terms of, of why we tail dock, um, and, and that is to prevent tail biting. And there's still a lot of question on why pigs do perform that behavior. Why do pigs tail bite? And, and there isn't a single evidential cause which makes it even more difficult to address the issue because um, it may be, it may, the behavior may arise from a number of things. And so there is a lot of ongoing uh, scientific work to try and understand uh, from a pig behavior standpoint why that that uh, why tail biting occurs and how we can we can prevent that um, whether it is tail docking or um, something another change in how we how we care and manage for our pigs. Um, but in in the meantime, as we do continue to as we do tail dock, um, that is we also know that there's pain associated with that procedure. And so, uh, looking into options for how to mitigate pain. Let's talk about sow crates, and I know that that's a big debate about whether we should put sows in crates or in pens, uh, but uh, clearly some people perceive that as a, a welfare issue. Um, what is your organization doing to uh, address this? Well, um, the American Association of Swine Veterinarians, we have a, a policy position or a, a position statement on gestation housing. Um, and essentially what that, that position statement says is that there are key elements, regardless of the housing system you have, key elements that need to be met, um, providing feed and water, uh, daily care, daily observation of each individual sow, and providing good care for them regardless of the environment they're in. And, and what we know from the literature is that oftentimes it boils down to the day, daily care that they receive 
um, from the caretakers. And so making sure the caretakers are trained, regardless of what system they're working in, um, to provide the best care for those animals under their, under their supervision. And lastly, let's talk about the veterinarian's role in animal welfare, because we all think about vets, uh, you know, in terms of disease management and disease prevention and control. Uh, but welfare is really a big part of their job, isn't it? Sure. Um, welfare and, and disease are, are quite closely related and, and can impact each other. And so it's important um, that veterinarians are aware of animal welfare issues and the science behind uh, animal welfare and the care practices that, that we have. Um, because they serve as a great resource for producers and caretakers and, and advice and, and sharing information um, and distributing information about animal welfare and animal care. Well, we'll have to leave it there, but it sounds like your organization's on the right track, and thanks for sharing your perspectives. Yeah, very good. We've been talking with Sherry Webb. She is the Swine Welfare Director for the American Association of Swine Veterinarians. Thanks so much. Thank you.